0: Red Bull's continuing their preparation in Arizona for the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League, which will come up on Wednesday, February 20th. And we are happy to have what we will call a roommate edition of our Players Only Podcast called Kicking It here on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Up first, uh, Red Bull midfielder Danny Royer. We will follow that up on the backside after our break in between with defender Aaron Long. As I say, uh, a very good afternoon here from uh, sunny Arizona to Mr. Royer. Good to to see you again. Good to chat for a little bit. Um, Let's get into uh, a couple things for you because I think a, a little bit more interesting than maybe the common everyday player who's from the states the offseason um, when the season comes to a close in November what does Danny Royer do before preseason starts in 2019
1: normally I go on vacation um, on the beach you know uh, I love the sun I love the warm weather I mostly enjoy my vacations uh, on the beach uh, and in the ocean but uh, this time I didn't ...since the off-season was shorter than normal and um, yeah, I had a lot of stuff going on back home. And so there was actually no time for me to yeah, uh, fly on a beach. So I spent my vacation back home in Austria, snowy and cold Austria... ...with crazy amount of snow, but it was still beautiful, the winter in my hometown and in, gen- in, in Austria in general is beautiful... So I spend my time back home with my family and friends in the
0: snow. So you're from Austria, which we all know. How can a guy from Austria growing up in the mountains with the snow, with the cold all the time, how can you be a beach guy? You know what? I think
1: it's you always you you're always looking for those things that you don't have. And so I think when you grow up in in California and you always have the beach and the ocean or somewhere else with beach and ocean, um, you want to experience mountains. You want to experience snow. You want to experience skiing and and whatever. So that might be one little part, but uh, in general, I just enjoy the warm weather more than I do uh, the cold weather. Um, I still love the snow and I still love the mountains. I love my hometown. Uh, it's great to be back home and to yeah go skiing with your family and friends and it's beautiful. But you know, just for a couple of weeks, I'd
0: love to spend my time on the beach. What was the what was your first? So you're talking um, to an, an audience generally that would be very. Um, Beach orientated with people that live in the New York, New Jersey area, the Jersey shore, going out to Long Island for you growing up in Austria. What was the first time that Danny Royer went to the beach and saw the ocean? Oh, I don't know.
1: I think I got to ask my parents, but um, I was a, a little child for sure. I think I was in an age where I couldn't remember, and it's not that far, you know. So we can go to Italy, we can go to Croatia, and just by car, you know, it takes like four to five hours in the car, so it's really quick. Um, These places are nice when you go, want to go on a weekend with your family, and when you have kids, and and like I was um, with my parents. Um, But if you want to experience like uh, an unbelievable ocean with a Amazing beach and whatever then of course you got to fly somewhere else that takes uh, way longer and those things I experienced uh, when I was growing up And getting older Um, So I grew up in the mountains still love it. But uh, In summer, it's still not that far for me
0: to go on a beach. Do you still? uh, to this day, you know when you go back home, um, well, first of all, let me ask you this. Ski or snowboard? Which one? Ski. You still ski today? Yes, I do. In the In the hills and mountains of Austria? Of course. I See, I'm a, I'm a winter person myself. I've never been over to Europe. Um, but any person that I talk to says how beautiful it, it, it can be over there, especially in the wintertime. Um, now kind of being um, more of a used to being in the states over the course of the last couple years when you do have the time and i'm sure listen i'm sure it's extremely difficult because you are pretty busy during the course of the summer months um do you get to go and, and enjoy like hey let's let's take a trip to the beach in new jersey let's go out to long island um enjoy the atlantic ocean on this side do you get to do that a little bit
1: yeah i actually did um there were a couple of times when when i uh drove to Jersey Shore um, once with my girlfriend or twice I think and I also went there with uh, Sean Davis and Aaron Long Uh, you know when we have a couple of days off then we just say okay let's pack our things go uh, down to Jersey Shore have a nice day on the beach have some good food and yeah just just relax and recharge and when we had a, a bunch of days off in summer Also went to Miami, for example, Um, something that I never experienced before. Last last season, I went there twice when we had some days off, and
0: it was amazing. Miami Beach, Danny Royer in Miami Beach. (laughs) The smile on your face right now is telling me (laughs) that you had a a pretty good time. Is that true?
1: (sighs) Yes, I really had. Uh, It was amazing. the The beach is unbelievable for me. It's the width of the beach and the color is just beautiful and the ocean as well and yeah i mean everybody knows what miami is about and we had great food we had a a great time
0: we had great weather and yeah
1: uh, definitely going back there red bull
0: midfielder danny royer joining us here on our players only podcast kicking it on the new york red bulls radio network so you come to new york in 2016 and i still remember talking to you um for the first time after you had signed and then came on board. Now in your third full, fourth, if you count that back end of 2016, how much more comfortable do you feel? Soccer on the side, just being in the United States, how much more comfortable do you feel?
1: Uh, totally comfortable. Um, I don't know if I could feel more comfortable than, than right now um, in a positive way, you know? You don't want to get too comfortable, but... um. You know, when I came here two and a half years ago, everything was new. It's a new language, it's a new country. To be honest, it's like a new world. America is so different to where I come from. And But immediately I, I, start, I started loving this place um, for so many reasons. For the people, for the philosophy, for your your guys' uh, life attitude, your humor, your seriousness in terms of uh, working. And yeah, I, I just enjoyed it and from the first weeks on i knew this is the right place for me and so i really enjoyed it um i was working hard and tried to be a part of the team as as quickly as possible and things went pretty well i think for me and for the team as well and yeah now um yeah i'm I'm almost american (laughs) Almost. almost almost when you
0: when you travel around um and go to the different cities in major league soccer whether it's all the way west coast, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, middle of the country, Kansas City, Chicago. Um, how, how different is it when you travel the United States compared to if you were traveling around Europe? Is it, is it much different? Like if you're, So you're from Austria. If you take a trip to the beaches in Croatia and Italy, probably completely different than Austria, much the same way you being in the New York, New Jersey area. When you go out to the west coast, it's completely different
1: yeah it is um I mean the the traveling part is is pretty tough, you know, I think it brings advantages and disadvantages with uh, with it. When I was back in Austria or in Denmark, you never fly to to away games because the country is so small, so you go there with the bus one day before the game or even on game day. so this that's that's so different, and here you when you play on the west coast, that's almost a four four days trip um, with time difference and the long flight so this is pretty tough and like at the end of the season you can feel that um, your body is um, pretty tired of the the traveling but that's just how it is I think these are of course disadvantages but that's um, because the country is so big and it also brings advantages with it Um, I try to take it as a life experience I try to explore things when we're in in certain cities and when when we got some time and when we have time to um, explore uh, cities which we did in DC for example or in LA or wherever Chicago you know like beautiful cities and that's a good part but it's
0: really different to Europe what's been your favorite city that you've seen so far in the states other than, I'll say, New York, New Jersey, and Miami. That doesn't count. Miami doesn't (laughs) count. Oh, okay. I wanted to say Miami.
1: I think that would take a couple of minutes for me to think about, but right now I'd just
0: say LA. Standard yeah. answer, the standard California yeah. answer. You've been brainwashed, I guess, by somebody <laughs> like Aaron, who grew up in California. No, I'm not listening to this guy. <clears throat> well, let's talk about that because he's co- he's coming up uh, oh in God. just a little bit. He is your roommate. Opportunity, yeah. Uh, on this preseason leg here in Arizona, um, he's he's been a a great story, and you know, one of the nice things about talking with players a little bit more on the personal side is everybody kind of takes their own path. Um, your path from where you were in Europe to here in the United States, a a player like Aaron who kind of came up and had so many little twists and turns to their career. Um, But I think the most important thing people would want to know is what kind of roommate is he? (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: First of all, he's snoring. He's a snorer. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay that's listen this is hair this is open season you're going first so I know I know so is he neat is he clean is he he, first of all once again he's snoring like in the middle of the night I wake up because he's snoring so I try to wake him up he's not waking up so I try to to push him and I try to to yell at him still doesn't wake up and on some point when he finally wakes up I'm yelling at him that he should roll over finally he rolls over two minutes later he's snoring again so that's pretty tough you know um no but to be honest i mean he he had a great path in the last two years obviously and he's also a really funny dude you know he is uh he has good banter not always but um his jokes are pretty good sometimes but um sometimes he's he's doing too much and uh i have to take care of him that i keep him on the ground and yeah i mean he always tries to like uh, make fun of my german accent and yeah still every day you know every day in and out he tries to make fun of me and um, try to be the funny kid but uh, after a while i i noticed that and i knew how to to live with that like how to um you can deal with it how yeah, how to deal with it? So now it's actually always the opposite way. He's trying, but he just can't do it anymore because he's limited in his banter. And um, now it's the opposite way that I, I really got him every day.
0: All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you another one here. When you talk about um, players that you have developed a really good relationship in your time here, um, one guy would kind of stand out, and I see the two of you oftentimes together. Before training, after training, it would be Mark, Mark Shatkovsky, who came over um, on loan last year. We've already had him on the show. uh, And he talked about when he was thinking of making the move here, um, getting a text message from you about how everything in the States is good. Um, Really looking forward to having him come over to the team. Does it make it a a little bit easier for you being – from europe being from austria that part of the world to have somebody like mark come over who can probably um share some of the same experiences with you to be honest no i don't think so um
1: because i was here already for more than a year i think it made life easier for him and it would have made my life easier for me if a german or austrian guy would already have been with the club when i joined so for me it didn't make a a big difference in terms of like sharing experiences having a guy who speaks my language but since I was already with the club for one and a half years so I felt comfortable already it's that was fine but I, I think I could help him a lot when he made the move over to the States, um, to help him in in certain things, to share experiences, to talk to him and explain things and to make him um, feel more comfortable.
0: Does it make it uh, almost a similar situation where there's two of you here now, the Red Bull's newest signee in Matthias Jorgensen, that could be a guy that in a way you guys can almost mentor a little bit. And I don't even mean from the playing side, but getting acclimated to to being in the States. You're talking about a young kid who's coming to a brand new country and I'm sure as excited as he is, there's got to be some nerves in there.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I met him already on one day and um, he's a young kid and he's uh, from Denmark. I played one year in Denmark and I know the Danish people, they're, they're good in uh, speaking English. So they grew up or they grow up with, um, you know... English movies and Danish subtitles in Austria, Germany, you have German movies with German uh, voices. So I assume that his English is really good, but he's still a young kid. And uh, I think I can talk in Danish a little bit with him. I can talk in English uh, with him. I can uh, definitely share my experiences with him um, on one side in the Danish league, but now with the MLS. And also to help him to, to feel more comfortable, especially in the first weeks when he comes here. So how many languages can you speak? <laughs> it's not that many. It sounds that many, right? Uh, no, it's only uh, German, English, and a little bit of Danish.
0: What do you do when you hear uh, a kaku or or a Mario talk in Spanish back and forth? Do you just do you walk the other direction <laughs> because I, I can't learn another language I don't want to worry about what those guys are talking about no
1: I actually love Spanish um, I'm just not pretty good at it because I didn't really learn it uh, I tried to learn it uh, a bunch of years ago just for fun because I had time uh, when I was in Germany and I had a private teacher a Spanish teacher and I think at that time I was pretty decent but on some point I lost it and I didn't like really practice anymore and um yeah i had no no person to to use it with or to talk in spanish so sometimes i understand what they're saying but just sometimes and yeah um i still try to listen and to understand what they're saying since i think it's a beautiful language
0: so i have uh and and you've met him from time to time i have an older son which shares your first name in daniel um and i know you can go by either daniel or danny which which do you prefer and when did that transition happen? You know, when did you go from being Daniel to Danny or Danny to Daniel back and forth? Because I I know that people can call you both. But um, thinking of, you know, I always think when we talk in our house, if you're in trouble, it's probably more Daniel. um, (laughs) And when you're around friends, it's probably more Danny. Yeah, um,
1: that's right. I think when I was younger, um, my parents always called me Daniel. But you know, you guys pronounce it different differently. In German, I would say Daniel, and as a nickname, Dani. But in Denmark and in the States, it's Daniel and Danny. And I definitely prefer Danny. And uh, the my teammates and coaches in Denmark already called me just Danny. And when I came here in America, uh, to America, I I didn't really have to tell anyone. I think the coaching staff. Um, they just started calling me Danny and everybody jumped on that train and I thought that was nice.
0: A couple more before we let you go. Um, and I want to think on the international side as watching things like take place over the course of this week, Champions League. I know that you guys are all watching the games in between training sessions. You you had that experience. You, uh, a player with national team experience as well, with with Austria. Um, is there is there a part of you that can reflect back on Those experiences now, as you have established yourself in major league soccer, um, do you still think back to those times and how that made you the player that you are today?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think those were unique and and great experiences for myself um, and for the team that I played with. Um, They were, it was uh, an awesome time um, back then. When i made my debut for the austrian national team but um that's a long time ago already and like uh a bunch of years ago i also had um the the, the champions league experience in the group stage uh, which was really nice and yeah these are definitely highlights in in a career and things that you dream about when you're a child and um i really can remember these days when i was a kid and i um i told my parents that i want to play for for austria one day for national team and f- for the country you know and i also want to play champions league and want to play german bundesliga or wh- wherever you know and you dream of playing for fc barcelona and some of these dreams luckily came true and i'm, I'm really happy and i'm also really proud about that even though it was just a you know a, a couple of games or um half a dozen uh, of games and not, like, plenty of them. But it's still, uh, you know, a little check underneath to have the experience, and um, that's definitely something that I will always look back to.
0: You know, the other day um, when we were down here doing some stuff in, in Arizona for preseason, we talked to Sean Davis, um, who had signed a new contract last year. You also signed a new contract last year. Um, and I would think somebody from Europe being in a situation where listen, am I staying, am I not staying, am I coming, am I going? The fact that last year you got it out of the way towards the beginning of the season probably was was comforting more so than anything else.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, when when your future is not uh, clear, you always have things going on in your head and you can be the type of player that just doesn't care and you'll always bring the same performance. Um, but I think I'm not. So for me, it was uh, really important to get that topic out of the way in a, in a positive way. And so I think we found some good solutions and it was important for me to sign and to have a clear head to just focus on,
0: on the season and to know uh, what the future looks like. 11 goals last year, 12 goals back in uh, 2017. W- would you describe yourself as a goal scorer? A finisher? Is that Danny Royer at his best when he's putting the ball in the back of the net? I think so.
1: Yeah. I mean, we obviously have a a goal scorer that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is one, uh, one of the best uh, in his job. And he showed that uh, over plenty of years, Bradley. But, um, you know, he has a lot of weight on his shoulders sometimes, and um, I'm more than happy to be the guy to, to help. And I think you described it the right way. Uh, I think when I'm at my best,
0: and I'm a goal scorer too. All right, you have to solve, this is my last question for you. Been saving this. Uh, you have to solve this puzzle because we had Mark on down in Florida. And I did ask him, of the two of you, who has mastered English a little bit more And who still has the accent that stands out a little bit more? He said, I speak better English and your accent still is more prominent. True or false? I have one word for that. Liar. Liar. That's deep. liar. Okay. You speak better English. Yes, I do. And your accent is less prominent than his. Exactly. Okay. Listen, this is why we do this, right? You have seniority here, so you had the opportunity (laughs) to go second and have that answer go. No,
1: I had to clarify that. That's good.
0: All right, well, we look forward to having you back on later during the course of the season. Can't wait to see uh, what your third full year in Major League Soccer does. Look forward to uh, catching you next week down in the Dominican Republic. Thank you. That is Red Bull midfielder uh, Danny Royer on with us here, our players-only podcast kicking it. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. We'll get perhaps the other side of the roommate story when we talk with Aaron Long. Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot, available now on iOS and Android, or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. And we are back here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network, our players only podcast kicking it. And we continue with our roommate theme as we welcome in uh, Aaron Long. We just uh, spent some time with Danny Royer. Aaron, there are so many things to talk to you about because of your story your national team stuff, a brand new contract, which we'll talk about as well. But first and foremost, you were accused in our earlier segment today (laughs) by Mr. Royer of being a massive snorer during the course of the nighttime.
2: No, I think Danny's an extremely light sleeper. And sometimes when he falls asleep, he's got a little snore himself. So um, I can snore, but I'm going to say 25% of the time. I think that's good odds in a roommate.
0: Okay, so his story, you're going with exaggeration? Extreme exaggeration
2: and a bit of like hypocritical because he's got a slight snore to him at times too, you know?
0: Okay, now before we get into all these other topics, I want to just get this out of the way and let you have uh, an opportunity to um, rebut what he also mentioned to you. He said that because you try to be humorous and funny most of the time, you also have a tendency to pick on him a little bit because oh of my because yeah. of his European accent, maybe a struggle here or there with the English language. He says that you you really I I, I stop using the word bully, but definitely get after him a lot. Danny's Danny's a little a little uh,
2: softer, you know. You gotta you gotta pick your moments with him. Uh, and there's not a lot of guys on the team that can that can kind of give it to him, so I kind of embrace that being his roommate, and uh, I've always kind of had that relationship with him where I can banter him off a little bit more than other people. So yeah, I'm I do take that role a little bit, but bully is going again ex- way
0: way too far. For the record, he said he has learned to completely tune you out when he needs to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, it goes both ways. There's a lot. There's both <laughs> ways for sure. Sometimes he will say my name i'm not joking not exaggerating 50 times in a row he just go aaron 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 and i have to just like you know not not right now not in the mood you know there's 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 a lot of
0: uh a lot of storyline in that room every trip it will definitely be something that during the course of the year maybe like a mid-season review we'll yeah. make sure that you guys are still okay yeah. in terms of being roommates but we'll get into that uh also here in in Tucsonas we've been talking to guys getting ready for the season opener Champions League uh, down in the Dominican Republic. A little bit of a homecoming for you here in Tucson. You spent some time at the P.D. level uh, with FC Tucson when you were in college. Is it nice to kind of be back in this area? Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm familiar with it. And every time I come back, I you know, I see some familiar faces and guys from FC Tucson that that are local guys will come out and, you know, visit me or, or will come to training or come to a game. So, yeah, it's always nice being back.
0: All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this to you, and uh, you and I talked a little bit on the training field about you being um, named captain for the last couple of games that the national team had. If I said you're being referred to as Captain America uh, because of that role in the last couple, having the opportunity to wear the captain's armband, what does that really make you think, feel you have a little smirk on your face right now, so I'm thinking that it's a it's a it's a pretty good thing. And I know when we did talk yesterday, you talked about what an honor it was. But when you come back to preseason, do you get ribbed for it a little bit, or is everyone proud of you for it?
2: Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. But the smile comes from from all the jokes, you know, being back, you know, Captain America, this or that, you know. But uh, again, mostly banter from the guys sure but um you know at the same time they're extremely proud and and so am i but it's definitely banter
0: now i have no idea how you're going to answer this question and it might be a very simple i don't follow any of it at all are you into like the avengers superhero movie kind of thing a little
2: bit, you know. I try to, I try to watch them all. I'm not, I'm a little bit of a fan, but uh, not a super fan by any means. I think the only ones I haven't seen is probably Ant Boy and uh, Wasp Girl.
0: Okay. A- Ant Man and Wasp. Ant Girl. Man. So you're gonna like listen. There's a couple other people in the room. You might clearly upset one. of <laughs> I think of he mounted it in the corner over there. <laughs> upset one of them for sure. He, and John he mouthed Gasperoni. it in the corner to me. He wasn't. He wasn't happy with that. We, you could call him Ant Boy. I think he would yeah. appreciate. And that.
2: I do like. Uh, who's that actor? Paul Rudd, maybe.
0: Yeah,
2: I I do like him as an actor, so I I don't know why I haven't seen those, but I think I've seen most of the others.
0: Nice. Um, All right, so let's talk about your your story, because it's been talked about over the course of the last couple of years, how unique it is, and every time we've had a a player on, in our players-only stuff that we've been doing, um, everybody has their own unique story, and yours is one of can I say rags to riches in a way? Because if you think of it, yes, you were drafted coming out of, of college, but then bounced around a little bit. And is it is it fair to say that when you came to New York Red Bull 2, that nobody really knew quite what to make of what kind of player you were going to be?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say rags to riches, but it's, it's definitely one of, you know, perseverance and, and a long road, a long, windy, windy road. And uh, a lot of trials and tribulations on that. So yeah, there's, there's been a lot of different turns that I've had to take and, and a lot of stuff that I've battled through, but you know, um, like I've always said, I think this club has, has let me blossom into the player I am. So forever grateful to be here.
0: So you go from being drafted by Portland, loan to Sacramento, play in Orange County, go to Seattle uh, and spend some time before in 2016, going into uh, the New York Red Bulls organization with the USL team, um, with those trials and tribulations, was there a time that you thought to yourself, I'm not sure if I want to keep doing this anymore?
2: No, not not yet at that point. I mean, those four first teams that you mentioned were all in one year. So it's that was a crazy year for me uh, and a lot of bouncing around. And uh, it was more of just a whirlwind and, you know, it's my first year as a professional and you know I don't know what to expect is you know is this what a lot of kids do so it was just trying to get my feet on the ground and, and find an anchor and I did a little bit in Seattle um and then obviously when you know I spent a year and a half there and then when I came to Red Bulls I really found an anchor and you know I was able
0: to to hit the ground running does it does it when you do go through those ups and downs like any other player would but when you go through those ups and downs and then you get yourself to New York do you play with um chip on your shoulder a little bit because you're trying to prove people wrong about you?
2: A little bit, but it's also it's hard going to a new team and to go to four new teams in in one year. You kind of learn how to do it the best way possible. You know, you learn how to to integrate with a new group, you know, you know, I don't know what I did wrong in in certain ones, but I'm sure I wouldn't make the same mistake twice. So little things on, on how to come to a new team and what I try to bring to training and, and certain things that I think coaches are looking for. Maybe it was a little bit easier for me coming to Red Bulls and, and coming to that preseason, just having a little bit more experience. You know, I've been bouncing around so many times.
0: Well, not only not only new teams, you mentioned the four teams in, in one year, and then you come to New York, not only new teams in that time period, but a new position as well, right? Because a, a midfielder by trade at one point,
2: yeah, for sure. All, all through college midfielder and then even at Portland midfielder, even on the, the USL teams midfielder. And then Seattle too is when I really started playing a lot of different positions, you know, right back, left back, center back, center mid, right mid, left mid. I don't know. I was, I was all over the place for them. So
0: Who decides or wh- where and when is it decided and what y- is your thought process when, um, I'm going to say during the course of the 2016 season, it's you are going to be Aaron Long center back. Period. End of story. That was actually
2: decided before I came into preseason. It was it was a collaboration between my agent a little bit, but but Jesse Marsh more than more than most people. It was it was more Jesse like, yeah, we like Aaron, we've we've seen film from him, we like his tools, but if he's coming here, he needs to know that he's playing center back for us because that's where we see his future.
0: And then you go through the two thousand and sixteen season, which turns out to be an incredible run, right? For New York Red Bull two. Um for you, you go through having a fantastic year at USL, Defender of the Year, team wins the championship. It's this great start to what's now been a fantastic run as a member of this organization.
2: Yeah, that USL year was was magical for sure. Um, to, like I said, come to a new team and not know what to expect, a new organization and the way they embraced me and and trusted in me. And then by the end of the year, I was signed to the first team when I was still in the in the playoffs with the second team. And to win the championship, break all those records. It, it was it was magical.
0: You had an opportunity um, in that 2016 season to play in the tournament that New York is going to start in this year. You were part of the Champions League team in 2016 before the format completely changed. And now it's at the start of the year. Back then it was in the middle of the year. Um, what What does it mean for an MLS team, specifically, you know, obviously with New York, that since you've been here, it's almost become part of the routine because for most teams, they can go through long stretches of never having a chance to be part of the Champions League. And I know, especially after the run last year uh, that the organization and the franchise had, this is a goal that's really important for you guys to try and make that next step and get into the finals and have an opportunity to be the last team standing.
2: Yeah, we definitely embrace it as a, as a tournament that we look forward to and, and we try to win every year and we take it very, very seriously. So uh, yeah, to, to get the opportunity to play in it multiple years is is amazing. Uh, and last year we had a great run and I think we were a little bit bitter in how it ended, but yeah, we, we definitely look forward to, to this tournament.
0: So we've gone about 10 minutes and in the beginning, having some fun with you, I, I did throw in there a brand new contract. Um, obviously well-deserved based off of what you've done here over the course of the last couple years and a couple of the guys that we've talked about in earlier episodes and talked to in earlier episodes they were also in a similar situation we had some fun talking about danny he signed a new contract last year sean davis we had on he signed a new contract last year for you to get it done at the beginning of a season and not have to worry about it during the course of the year what does that make you feel like from a from a playing standpoint? Is it a load off your mind? Is it something now that you can just say that's all done? I can move forward now getting ahead with this year?
2: Uh, it's it's tough to answer. Yes and no. I mean, it's it's not like I wanted to get it get it out of the way for for the beginning of this year, but it's also, you know, my my whole career I've been waiting for, you know, a new contract, you know, not a rookie deal. So it's it's kind of a weight off my shoulders in life more so than, you know, this season. It's more that okay, finally, you know, you get a good contract, let's now, you know, let's let's turn the page into into whatever that's going to be for you, you know. Now now I'm not working towards making that contract and, you know, trying to establish myself within the team, but now it's more uh, you know, I've I've signed with this club for 3 years. What what can I get out of this? What can I get for this club in the 3 years that I'm here, you know? What how many championships can I bring? Stuff like that. So it's it's more looking at these next three years that I've that I've signed with with New York Red Bulls.
0: You know, when when we did some of these down in Florida, we had uh, Tim Parker on and talked obviously about the relationship that you guys have, the relationship that you developed last year, which started almost on a whim in a way. You know, here's Tim, he walks into Mexico and, and it's the first time that you guys play together in, in a crazy environment down in Tijuana. Now a year goes by and and most would say that's the best center back pairing in all of major league soccer, and the relationship and the partnership that you guys have is, is pretty unique and special, I would say, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know why we we kind of click, but we do in a lot of different ways, and I wouldn't say we're similar, but uh, it's it's kind of, I, I don't know why, but we, we gel really well together uh, in a lot of different scenarios, whether that's off the pitch or on the pitch, um, and, and I just love playing next to them, to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't choose another
0: guy in the league to play next to. When you think about, uh, and I noticed this today at, at training, and this might just be Aaron Long making the next step in his career. I noticed at training during the couple of sessions that I've seen here in Arizona, a much more vocal Aaron Long than even last year or in 2017, is that you feeling more comfortable within your role and trying to be part of the leadership kind of aspect as you grow into being a more veteran player? For sure,
2: but it's also being asked of me with within the group and and from our coaching staff and stuff to to step up as a leader and you know bring your experiences from from the national team or you know it's, you know now you have a bigger contract are you going to feel more more entitled and and more you know as a sense of you're a leader in this team now stuff like that so I definitely do feel a bit more comfortable and and that I have to step up in certain ways but I'm also being asked asked of that.
0: How about um in terms of the experience that you've had so far with the national team. You get called in in 2018, your first camp, and now you've had an opportunity, get capped a couple of times, wear the armband, but also go through a transitional time for for the entire national team program, from one coaching staff to now another coaching staff. Um, and, there, and there's, in a way, a lot of pressure on anybody who's involved with the national team right now because of Missing the World Cup cycle last time, and now trying to gear up for another run to get back into it.
2: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people don't understand that part of it. It's like, wow, national team, unbelievable. What an honor every time. And it for sure is, but there's a lot of responsibility involved. I mean, there's so many eyes looking at us right now to, to change the culture of that and turn the page into a new program and a young, fresh program, different style of play. Uh, and people want to see results. We can't go out there and be like, "Yeah, we're a young team. We're losing. Like, no way." You know, there's so much responsibility on us to, to, to get results and to show the coaching staff and the new GM and for ourselves that you know we deserve to be
0: there. What goes through the mind of Aaron Long when he's told you're going to wear the captain's armband?
2: It was, uh, it was special, but I didn't want to. I tried to stay as even keel as possible in that moment uh, and tried to make it, you know, in my head, almost dumb it down like, listen, this is, you know, just another game. No problem. You're going to have the armband on. Play your game. Do everything the exact same. I didn't tell anyone, didn't tell my family, didn't tell, you know, my girlfriend, nothing. Just just try to do everything the exact same uh, to treat it like another game. But, you know, looking back, I mean, wow, that's something that you can never be prepared for. And uh, it'll be special for me the
0: rest of my life. You feel like um, this new coaching staff, with Greg Berhalter in charge now, there is a change in culture. Um, and this has nothing to do with prior staffs or prior uh, positions or whatever was taking place with the national team. You feel like that with what's taking place right now, a, a corner has basically been turned. For sure, 100%. In a good way. Oh yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are you know, thinking to themselves, "What what's gonna happen because you know, with, with a Burr Halter who's had success at Major League Soccer, is there going to be more MLS guys that are involved? Is it still going to be European guys? Is it going to be a blend? And, and it's probably too early to answer a lot of those questions, but maybe from just a mentality standpoint, how to get U.S. soccer back on an even keel, upward slope type mentality.
2: Yeah, and a lot of those early answers, uh, I don't have the answers to. Obviously, or a lot of those early questions, I don't have the answers to. And you know, some players are wondering the same thing. You know, we we really have no idea. But going into that camp, there was a different energy for sure. That's something that I can say. Uh, and that coaching staff is very determined and very prepared and very skilled in what they do. So I have a lot of belief in. No matter who he goes forward with, that there's going to be a uh, a lot of success, and um, the new blood is going to be is going to be good for the program.
0: Aaron Long joining us here on our Red Bulls Radio Network players-only podcast, Kicking It. This is our roommate edition, in essence. I uh, spent some time with Danny Royer, who rooms with Aaron. A um, couple more before we let you go. You, you guys think now, as you make that transition into Champions League, um, I do want to ask about, and you referenced it earlier, the way that last year ended with with a disappointment um, against Atlanta, winning the Supporters' Shield with the best ever Regular season that any team has ever had in Major League Soccer, but that little piece that is still missing—the um, group that you guys have right now—I would have to say, because it's very similar to last year's roster, that feeling probably resonates throughout the entire team, not just you, Aaron Long.
2: Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of good to have a lot of returning guys with that same feeling, uh, almost that same bitter feeling, and you know, like it's it's a bitter taste going out like that but at the same time we all know that we were there last year and, and the team's the same why can't we do that again you know why can't we why can't we win supporter shield why can't we make it to the to the conference finals you know where we dominate at home that game why can't you know if we can have a better away game there's so many little things that we can change and we're so confident in our
0: abilities so i think it's it's good to have so many guys back a couple more fun ones before we let you go uh, california native grew up on the west coast that's where you started your professional career yep. you've become an East Coast guy? And I say nah. that with a half question mark. Or no you're chance. still a West Coast guy. Yeah, for life. I, you know, I, I,
2: if I have to be on the East Coast, New York like, is a thousand times easy for me. But uh, West Coast guy through and through, for sure. Always. Yeah, I, I love New York. I love it. And if, like I said, if I have to be anywhere, it's New York. If it's not on the West Coast. So
0: if I say you're going to jump into the Pacific or the Atlantic, you're going to say the Pacific. <laughs> yeah, come on.
2: Just because. I don't even know if I've... Touched a toe in the Atlantic.
0: Well, course. see, now Now I'm going to bring up, Danny told us that you guys took a trip to the Jersey Shore one time during the course of, of last season or, or the season before. Yeah, but
2: the water. But you didn't cold. go in the water? No, we just were on the beach and chilling. That's what I'm saying. You, you don't even go on the beach here when you go on the East Coast. It's just like, you got to pay to go on the sand or something
0: crazy? You like, do what to, is that? You do have to pay to go to the beach in New that? Jersey. I'll give that to you. But keep in mind that generally the Pacific is regarded as a much colder body of water than the Atlantic.
2: Well, I don't. I mean, is that where they're charging money? Because we didn't even pay the five dollars to go on the beach. We just we sat like on the other side of the street and just had a nice lunch. You just
0: walked on and said, "I Aaron could." Long, I couldn't, Captain America. I couldn't
2: believe that they were I'm charging here. me money to walk on the sand. I couldn't believe it. That oh. was I was flabbergasted, okay. and I wouldn't pay.
0: What's the biggest difference between living on the West Coast as opposed to living on the East Coast? Uh, <laughs> uh it's hard. I don't want to like. I don't know. Um, I would say you don't um, want to you don't want to upset most of the listening audience by the answer to this question. Yeah, I mean, there's there's
2: a tanner group of people probably where I'm from. uh, Just a bit more sun, um, different lifestyle, different lifestyle. But the thing is, I can't speak for the whole East Coast, but for New York, it's very busy. You know, especially Manhattan. My God, that place is exhausting to me. Like when I go into Manhattan, I'm exhausted, and I gotta you know I gotta get back to Jersey. And I think L.A. or California is a bit calmer vibe of it. A bit more chill.
0: So, are you like when we when the team goes and plays the galaxy? Like you're in heaven.
2: <laughs> I mean, my family's also there, so yeah. I mean, I'm separated from my whole family.
0: Favorite it's, beach on that in that area is what? Uh, are you a Manhattan Beach guy or are you? I,
2: Manhattan Beach is amazing, but growing up, it was always Newport or Huntington, so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have to stay with those. Just I got so many memories there. You surf? No, stay away. What does that mean, stay away? Well, I mean
0: like you don't... Am you, I staying
2: away from surfing? Like, well, no, you were talking about how
0: great the Pacific Ocean is. So I would oh, yeah. think one of the pieces with that, you'd be you'd be all in a uh, water sport guy. No, uh,
2: Scuba diving, snorkeling, body surfing, boogie board, skin board, you know, all that. But, but no surfboard.
0: I don't even know if I've ever tried to surf, to be honest. Okay. Maybe we can do that at some point. I'll take you to the Atlantic this year. And we'll try it in video New podcast. I'll even pay for you to get on the beach. If Dude, I, I will you.
2: never pay to go on the beach in my life.
0: All right, so let's. I'm going to finish with this one because Danny talked about it. He he. We always come full circle with these. He mentioned that you you think that you're very funny and that some people on the team regard you as funny. If Aaron Long is the funniest guy in the team, who's after Aaron Long, or is there somebody who's who's more humorous than you? That's a good question. Are you the funniest guy on the team? Let's start there. I don't know. It's
2: there's there's different types of funny. You know, there's funny guys that you laugh at and they're not trying to be funny. Uh, no, no matter what they do, you're just gonna giggle at them. You know, there's those type of guys. I'm not one of those at all. I'm more like who is one of those? Uh, for me, Tim Parker. I can laugh at so many things he does, like without even trying. Just okay. his his nuances, the way he talks. Certain like expressions he has are super funny to me. That's an East Coast guy. That's an East Coast guy. And he's super long island and like you know, a little different to me, so I can laugh at a lot of things he does. Danny. I mean, I I laugh at him all the time. Like you said, when he talks funny or his accent, you know, I get to laugh at him and he doesn't really like it, but
0: so then who's just who's a funny guy?
2: Like making jokes and banter. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those guys. I I make a lot of jokes and I take the piss out of people a lot. So that's that's kind of more my humor. Um Ah, uh, who's funny?
0: Are the coaches funny?
2: Yeah. Any of them? Yeah. Press and Burbo, hilarious. Hilarious. But those are like, that's like real dry humor.
0: So you gotta they, be like you mentally be, you have to be on a different level to understand that.
2: Not even, but you gotta be next to him because he's never gonna be like making a joke to the room. He's gonna just have a little joke under his breath, and if you hear it, you're gonna really appreciate it.
0: All right. One one more last one. At the end of training today, the shooting drill that you guys will often do, like after practice, the players just kind of stick around. You made it pretty far into that today. I won. Come on. Well, I didn't want to, you know. I wanted you to say that you oh, won. Okay. But as a defender Do you now get to walk around and and boast that I won the shooting drill at the end?
2: No, because it's, I mean, if if that was my first time winning or something, then maybe, you know, but.
0: It's a regular thing.
2: It's not, I wouldn't say it's super regular because Danny is probably the king in that category. I hate to say it, I hate to give him that, but he's definitely the king in that category. So being his roommate and being a guy that can win every now and again. Uh I pretty much play the game to take it away from Danny. So if I can ever win, I'm just beating Danny. I'm not winning against the group.
0: Which means that you get to snore as much as you want tonight. Yeah. I guess so, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, we appreciate you coming by. Congrats on the new deal. Uh can't wait to see what you do uh this season everything with the national team so well-deserved. Your story is, is amazing, and you mentioned perseverance and commitment to what it is you do and what you love. You're, you're a fantastic role model for a lot of young players to so look forward to. Thanks for coming by. Look forward to doing this again later on.
2: Yeah, thank you, of course.
0: We wrap up this edition, episode number six of our Red Bulls player-only podcast, Kicking It. Our thanks, as always, to Gordon Stevenson, for Danny Royer, for Aaron Long, I'm Matt Harmon. You'll hear more of this during the course of the year on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network.